Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Fall camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Coulter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sivrud, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against Colorado. Of Idaho in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. You know you're getting funky, and you must know that the main man, Rajim Seabrook, in the house. Welcome back. Come on, it's now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. If you're looking on the TV and you can't see us, it's because we're not there because we're here. We are down at the Missoula Sentinel practice fields. Spartans wrapping up fall camp. They have their opener next Friday against Billings West, Washington Grizzly Stadium. So we'll give you a little preview of that here in hour number two here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Missing thing in the first hour of the show, fun first hour. I gave you a little rundown, recap of why all the things that have changed the Missoula Sentinel over the last handful of years and the way that they built this program up. Once upon a time, Sentinel was gracing the pages of Sports Illustrated as one of the most losing and hopeless programs in all of high school football in the United States of America. And here we are 15, 20 years after that, and uh, they're the defending Class AA state champions. The first time there is a state champion defending state champion from Missoula at the Class AA rank since 1994. So I gave you some analysis of how they've been able to do it, how did Dane Oliver and his staff build this thing back up. 
Also talked a lot of NFL with Andrew Houghton, NFC East and AFC East. But Rajin wasn't here, so that's what he's getting. He's going to get all his own crack at this. And I'm going to tell him all the bad things we said about the New York football giants. But don't worry, our boy Andrew, he's an Eagles fan, so you guys can hate each other for the rest of the time. The funniest part about this is you can't see us right now. Rajin gave me the same look as Andrew gave me when I said Rajin was a Giants fan. So uh, the rivalries run deep. Regardless, talk to NFL with Andrew Houghton and then gave you the first 10 Montanans to appear in Sports Illustrated. You want to find anything from the first hour of the show, you can always find it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. We're going to get into our Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union uh, here in a minute. But let's highlight some Treasure State Stars that are playing out in front of us. First and foremost, man, it's funny because I've known you for a long time. We've done a lot of radio together. We've done a lot of kicking it together. I've never actually seen you coach. So this is fun watching you out here with the kids and the freshman team. You guys are the only ones scoring any points out here in Missoula Sentinel. Uh, just doing a little community service. I've had a week of kind of being under the weather uh, health-wise, but... This feels good to be out here running around with the kids and uh, developing the the next wave of uh, great Sentinel players. It's a good day. We have football. COVID is staved off for the moment, so let's go. Let's talk about that element of it, because you've been around youth sports in Missoula for quite some time now. You've contributed at a variety of different levels and different schools, and you were at St. Joe's for a while, out in Missoula Loyola for a while, coaching girls hoops over at Hellgate for a while, and now here at Missoula Sentinel. Uh, but what do you I – mean, you mentioned sort of the, the culture that exists here. We've talked about this throughout uh, our time on Nuanez now, but it seems like the, uh, the, the concept of success breeding success is really so true at Missoula set in the last this last year or last two years you've seen this massive tipping point where first it was the girls track team that broke through and then all of a sudden i mean last fall Sentinel won everything they won cross country and golf and football and it was just this windfall so i mean it's not a coincidence right it it, it is success breeds success well what it was when dane uh who's the head coach of the football program was the athletic director uh what he started breeding around here was the program like stop playing as individual teams like yes you play soccer yes we play football yes they play volleyball but collectively we're all under one roof and we talked about the program and then each individual sport kind of globbed onto that and we became a program so you know no disrespect hellgate has some good teams big sky's got some good teams glacier's got some good teams but top to bottom we have a program and that's what it's about it's not the first time you've been involved in this, though, because uh, and I know Loyola uh, still has strong sports, but th- there was a moment in time where Loyola was like that, too. I mean, uh, girls basketball and volleyball and you know, all the way across the board. Part of it was just some of the great athletes that were going there. But you've been around this before with the, with the Rams and the Heartbreakers, too, right? Yeah, and, and back then, you know, the coaches, you had Coach Webb, who was preaching. It's, it's about the program, Coach Anderson. It's the whole program mentality. And once you start taking care of things under your roof, the family takes care of itself. And that's what's happening here at Sentinel, regardless of the sport uh, within, you know, the individual sport under the under the program, it doesn't matter. Like, it, everyone is playing to represent Sentinel, and right now, the Purple and Gold have a great thing going on. Can you, are, are you one of these paranoid coaches that won't tell us all the details, or can you tell us the play you called to score? Because we haven't seen much touch. There's a lot of defense out here, a lot of hard hitting out here for Sentinel, but you're, you're calling some plays for the offense. I know you got some dinner on the line with the other assistants. What did you guys score on? We scored on a run-pass option. We call it uh, trips left, 
up croc uh and then it's, a, it's just a run pass option and uh our our all line did it great did a great job of sealing their blocks and getting the double team on the middle linebacker and our as you saw our running back went in um uncontested and then on the second one we just uh we ran a quick series, and then, we again, just another RPO to get it in. We try to keep people off balance. Tempo, tempo, tempo. Roger Seabrook joining us here in Nuanas. Now doing our normal Friday thing from, from a different venue. Fun to be down here in Missoula Sentinel. Listening in, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana TV. We're not there because we're down here, but we are broadcasting to you through the Northwest Motorsports studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. This is part of our Treasure State Stars, which is proudly presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes, and they're proud supporters of all athletics across the state of Montana. We usually do Treasure State Stars on Tuesday, but we're all jammed up this week, so we'll get to it right about now. Treasure State Star number one for this week. And, I, and this is sort of off the beaten path, but I think this is actually interesting. And I, I can't wait for Rajim, who, by the way, will be participating in uh, most, if not all, of our pregame football coverage before Grizz uh, home games. We got our college game day rolling, first one September 11th. So we got a couple weeks till the Grizz return home, but Rajim will be rolling. But my first Charter State Star of the Week, Rajim. Goes to two guys, Sean Heron and Dan Ryan. Some of the, you guys, a lot of people might not know those names. Well, Sean Heron has been the strength coach at Montana State since January of 2020, and now we got a car alarm going off. Oh no, that's just the quarter alarm. Uh, and but and uh, Dan Ryan's been the strength coach here at the University of Montana uh, for a little less than a year. But those guys navigating. What was certainly a difficult situation. Nice pick here by uh, a Missoula Sentinel linebacker as we watch the action play out live. Uh, but, Rajim, talk about, first of all, the, the fact that a college football strength coach has one of the most underrated and important jobs on a football team. He also doesn't have to abide by NCAA rules. In other words, he can meet with the players all day, every day, if they want to get their workouts in. So oftentimes the strength coach is the coach that these guys know the most. But then you throw in the challenge of the pandemic and having to socially distance and, you know, the weight room being potentially, you know, a hotbed for infection. And then the fact that we're sitting here uh, and I'm watching fall camp at each of these schools and the guys look physically better than ever. I mean, what a testament to the strength and conditioning programs. And so that's why I highlighted Sean Heron and Dan Ryan because I think the fact that both the Grizz and the Cats just look so damn good physically. I mean, what a challenge those guys have experienced and how cool is that that they were able to come out with such good results. Yeah, people don't understand the, that Every organization kind of has a heart and a soul, the nuts and the bolts. And for football, the strength and conditioners, and I would also dare say the athletic trainers, sure. like don't, people just don't understand, and they're often overlooked and underestimated. In order to play any sport, you got to be strong. And when you have such a, a, such a great department, as especially with the two heads that you just spoke about, it's no wonder that they turn out good athletes, that the programs turn out, much like Sentinel here. It's not just about game day. It's about the preparation, all the things that they do in between. And people just, you know, fail to realize if I can meet with you as my strength trainer two to three times a day, practice two times a day, meet with a nutrition and dietitian, I'm going to be better off for it, as is the program. And kudos to these men, and I love that you're shining some light on these brothers. Each one, both Dan Ryan and Sean Heron, have joined us before on this show. You can just put that into the podcast. Search on the podcast. Heron is H-E-R-R-I-N, and then Dan Ryan, just like you think it would be. But I thought those were some of the most fascinating interviews we've done this year. I think just discussing the philosophies of strength training and how that overlays with what football teams want to do. Uh, it's a really fascinating and, and sort of undertold side of, of sports. Trader State stars here on Nuanas now. We do this once a week, highlighting some of the best performances and uh, best athletes. 
athletes from around the state of Montana. It's presented proudly by Parkside Credit Union. Cross-country season is the first season that gets underway. Cross-country around the state of Montana gets started, actually maybe even this afternoon, but certainly tomorrow there's some big invitational meets all across the great state of Montana. We in western Montana have some of the best cross-country runners in the state, and so many of those runners are returning. It was a windfall in terms of distance running uh, last year um, for teams in this part of the state because Missoula Sentinel won the cross-country championship in the boys' ranks. You had Missoula Hellgate win it on the girls' side. Hamilton dominated in, at the Class A level on the boys' side. So we had a lot of Western Montanans who were really darn good at cross-country, and guess what? A lot of them are back. So this is a little cross-country preview within our Treasure State Stars. Treasure State Star number two, Tanner Klumpf. He's a senior now at Missoula Sentinel. He's the defending uh, – the Sentinel, excuse me, is the defending champs uh, in the team competition. And Klumpf, he was a runner-up last year, the, uh, the champion from Bozeman. He went to uh, – uh, Portland State. so uh, And the twin brother to Drew Klump, the starting safety this year for Sentinel. You guys got to remember those guys are twins, and, and Drew Klump had an outstanding spring. He was uh, a pivotal member of Sentinel's Boys Track and Field Championship, uh, one of the great hurdlers in the state of Montana, especially the long hurdles. He had some exceptional times this year, and he was an individual state champion uh, in that event. And uh, like Rajim said, great football player. Interesting to have twin brothers. One's a cross-country champion, and one is a, a hard-hitting safety, but uh, twins it's one of the most fascinating things in all of, of the world and all of sports. Trevor State star number three. Uh, we've gotten to know her dad throughout the years. Uh, he, now Clint May, was the longtime head cross-country and track and field director at Bozeman High School. Built one of the great dynasties in the history of Montana high school sports. Bozeman's girls won 12 straight Class AA state championships. Well, Clint May now is the head coach at the University of Montana, which means his daughter, Kenzie May, would have probably gone to Bozeman, but now she's here in Missoula, and she was the Montana Gatorade Cross Country Runner of the Year last year as a junior. She's the defending Class AA state champion, and, and uh, she will return to try to defend her championship this year for Missoula Hellgate and hopefully lead Hellgate to another state championship as well. Anders Brooker over there doing a phenomenal job producing Division One talent across the board at Missoula Hellgate in cross country. Treasure State star number five. It's a couple guys with the same name as me. Coulter Kirkland and Coulter Purcell. Those two went 1-2 at the Class A championship last year. So that's a lot of points to be scored and they led Hamilton to the boys state cross country title as well. So Coulter Kirkland and Coulter Purcell from the defending state champion cross country team for the Hamilton boys. Treasure State star number six. The Manhattan Christian boys. They have won five straight Class C state titles. They're gunning for number six. That's a within itself and so that'll be fun to monitor as well and then we got to do one bonus treasure state star here the boulder arrowhead little league squad from billings montana they were one step away man they almost made it to the little league world series but they got to play on espn a couple times which was awesome i think it was fun for me at the montana football hall of fame banquet in june um Getting to talk to Brett Musburger, who's a Billings native, and uh, we asked him what was his favorite call. What was the favorite call that the legendary Brett Musburger was ever on? And he said it was calling the Billings team when they won the Western Regional to go to Williamsport uh, in the Little League World Series. So very cool. Always one of the most fun and nostalgic and wholesome things that we carry on ESPN as well as uh, that we get to consume together uh, each summer. That's our Treasure State Stars presented by Parkside Credit Union. Thanks to Parkside Credit Union. They are great and proud sponsors 
of youth athletics across the great state of Montana. One last thing to get to before we change it over and give you a little NFL talk, because I know that that's really what you're here for. You're here to tell, you're here to, to learn all the great things about all the great sports across the state of Montana, but mostly here are our opinions and our analysis about the great game of football. But before we get into the football, how about some football? University of Montana women's soccer team opened up their season last night, and uh, they have to replace one of the greatest senior classes in school history. They brought in 12 freshmen. But Chris Chudovitsky, the head coach, he just signed a big contract extension, and he loves his team. He's been talking it up all offseason, talking about the talent that they have on campus right now, and they looked dang good last night in Omaha, Nebraska. They lost 2-1 to one in double overtime to Creighton. Creighton's a, a reputable soccer power in women's soccer, but last night... 2-1, to one, the Grizzlies lost. Chudovitsky said, amazing. Loved it. Coming to this stadium in front of this crowd, it was one of the best performances I've seen our team put in. To anybody who thought we weren't going to be as good as we were last year, I think we might just be better. It's going to be exciting moving forward because this is a heck of a team that we have. So strong words by Chris Chudovitsky. He's a confident guy that's running a great program for the University of Montana on the soccer field. And uh, they have uh, developed quite a reputation around the Big Sky Conference as a defensive-minded, hard-nosed, tough team that uh, has won a couple Big Sky titles in the regular season, a couple tournament titles, been to the NCAA tournament two times in three years under Chitovitsky. So right now, Grizz Soccer has got it rolling, and even though it was a loss last night in double overtime, respectable result as the Grizz fell 2-1 to one to Creighton in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm down here. It's Nuanas now, by the way. I'm down here uh, at the Missoula Sentinel practice field taking in the action as the Missoula Sentinel wraps up their fall camp. A week from today on SWX Montana Television, you'll be able to find Missoula Sentinel beginning their state title defense against Billings West. That's a rematch of last year's state title game, so it should be a good one there. And to put the cherry on top, it'll be broadcast to you live from Washington Grizzly Stadium. So we're going to get some action in Wah Grizz about eight days before, I guess a, a full 15 days before the Grizz actually take the field because the Grizz home opener and the Bobcat home opener not until September 11th because uh, both the teams were on the road, the Grizz respectively at University of Washington on September 4th and the Bobcats in Laramie, Wyoming uh, on September 4th as well. Uh, kickoff with the Cat game 2pm and kickoff with the Grizz game 6pm. But regardless, Spartans going to be in Wild Grizz before the Grizz, and it should be a good one. I haven't got a chance to see much of the Sentinel varsity yet. They're letting the young kids get a ton of reps here. But Rajim Seabrook, uh, he's been in and out. He's been coaching and doing a radio show, so you got to love that. That's always uh, a great task to behold, and I've never actually done this with a guy coaching on the sidelines and contributing to this radio show. But I hope you back to talk some NFL with us uh, here in a few minutes. But in the meantime, we'll take a break, and uh, we're going to continue our NFL preview series, all football, all the time. And we're going to continue rapping about both the NFC and the AFC East. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula. Nuanas Now, SWX Montana Television. Keep it right here. Back after this. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home 
ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Fall camps are open across all levels of football in the Treasure State, and a rematch of the Class AA State Championship game is just eight days away in Missoula. Hello, I am Colter Juanez. Next Friday, August 27th, Missoula Sentinel will be state title defense against West, the 2020 runner-up, and the 2018 state champions. The action will take place at Washington Grizzly Stadium with kickoff scheduled for 7 p.m. The Spartans went undefeated last season behind a roster that featured six Division I players, including 2020 Montana Gatorade Player of the Year Dylan Rollins, who is now at BYU. Quarterback Cameron Sermon is now playing defensive back at Washington, while linebacker Geno Leonard, along with defensive backs Jace Kuswich, Soren Sevrud, and TJ Roush, all play for the Montana Grizzlies. Sentinel does return Zach Cruz, a first-team All-State selection at tight end and defensive end as a junior, who is now playing quarterback for the Spartans. Cruz committed to Montana earlier this month. West is led by quarterback Isaiah Clouch, along with do-everything junior Riley Bergeson, who's committed to Navy. The Frontier Conference opens football on Saturday, August 28th, with games on the Montana State Northern Campus in Haver against College of Idaho, in Dillon between host Montana Western and Carroll College, in Butte with Montana Tech hosting Eastern Oregon, and in Billings with Rocky Mountain College hosting Southern Oregon. And finally, Montana opens its season at Washington in Seattle on September 4th. Montana State opens in Laramie earlier that day against Wyoming. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. Haven't been at Gorge in a little while. Going to have to make the pilgrimage soon, but it's not this year. I'm heading the other way. I'm going to Laramie, Wyoming to watch Montana State. Brett Vegan, Montana State new head coach, his first football game against his old employer, the Wyoming Cowboys. So that'll be a, a fun one to behold. It should be a competitive one down there as well. SkylineSportsMT.com will have all the coverage for you from both the Bobcat opener in Laramie and the Grizz opener in Seattle against uh, University of Washington. So stay tuned for all that. I thought about going, hitting up Dave Matthews at the Gorge and uh, get, taking it out of the Husky game, but decided just one more time I'm going to go down and uh, check out Wyoming because I know that I got a couple buddies that have some ties there and uh, really looking forward to it. If you haven't heard, college football is off the hook right now. There is an alliance or some sort of an alignment coming up between the ACC, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten. So that would be crazy to see how that all rolls. The NFL, uh, which seems so stable compared to college football right now, uh, is starting to roll. If you want anywhere to watch all your college football or pro football action, head on down the Silver Slipper. Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports, whether it's NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Slipper will have it on for you. They got drink specials every day. 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else. You should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Come find out why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. My main guy, Rajim Seabrook, this is what he does. He, he calls touchdown plays and then jogs over to the corner of the Missoula Central practice field where we are broadcasting from here at Onuana's now. And uh, just goes right back into radio mode. Pretty crazy, man. What was that play call? You're, like, lighting it up right now. Oh, man, that was, uh, that was doubles right up croc thunder. So we fake, we fake, we fake, a, uh, we fake a run, and then we, uh, we do two pivot outs and then two post fades. 
When it comes to coaching high school football, what's changed the most? Because you've been doing this for a while now. Um, the tempo of the game and how it's not about a guy who's a quarterback. It's about putting your athletes, the best athletes, in the best position um, and just letting them play their, play their game. And I'm sorry if my voice sounds horrible. I am getting over something. That. Not COVID, because I got we, we cool on that. <laughs> cool but, um, on that. I don't I don't know what's going on. My voice is just shot. But um, the speed of the game and just how it's become more of a chess game. Yeah. So like how the defense will come out with something new, then the offense will counter it, and how it's almost like a push and pull system. And it's fun to watch defensive gurus meet offensive minds. I was texting my brother during this because he was asking me. He's like, I want to know what, what your thoughts are just of, you know, watching, you know, sophomore team, freshman team level high school football. And that's the biggest difference I noticed is just the offensive sophistication is a lot better. And also, like you mentioned, uh, like when I was growing up in Montana, you put your best athlete or, or maybe your toughest athlete at running back, not quarterback, because there was such an emphasis on running the football. Rajiv's got to go uh, just for a brief minute to break it all down. Um, but there was such an emphasis on running the football, and there still is, but they know that they can just do it, coaches do now, by just snapping the ball directly to their best athlete. And that's what Missoula Sentinel is going to do. Zach Cruz, recently committed to the University of Montana, is uh, going to play quarterback this year for Sentinel. He was an all-state tight end and all-state defensive end, likely play on the edge or maybe outside linebacker for the Grizzlies. But uh, he's going to be playing quarterback here this year for Missoula Sentinel, and uh, it's just exactly like Rajim was saying. It's just a part of the strategy. I'm kind of in and out of what we're talking about here because I was planning on doing some college football talk while we waited for Rajim, but then uh, he came over, so I thought we were going to do some NFL, but then he had to go break it down again. So he went and broke it down. He'll be back over here in just a minute. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. I'm loving hanging out down here at Missoula Sentinel. It's good to be outside. It's good to be doing the thing. Thanks so much to Tommy Evans and the boys in the back for all their great work and making this traveling radio show continue to roll. And uh, hopefully everybody out there, only you, are having a great Friday as well. Really excited uh, for high school football. A couple of things I wanted to touch on before we talk about this conference realignment that is potentially occurring right now. We talked earlier in the week about Montana's kicker situation. If you've been listening to this show the last couple weeks, you know I'm high on the Grizzlies this year. I think the Grizz have uh, done a tremendous amount of work when it comes to recruiting, developing, strength training, uh, coming together, buying into the expectation, uh, raising the bar, all of that. The one spot I think that Montana has some serious issues is at the kicker spot. They have uh, nothing but freshmen among their punters and kickers. That's always a tenuous situation. I asked Bobby Halk about it earlier this week, and he was very, very short with me about it. He says, you know, some days it's good, some days it's bad. I asked him if there was elevator pressure uh, of, you know, when you have to kick in stadiums. If he's worried about guys at the uh, Dorn Blazer Field, is he worried about guys kicking at Husky Stadium or at Washington Grizz Stadium? And uh, he was very sure with me on that, too. He said, what's the difference? The goalposts are the same height, same width, and, uh, you know, ball's the same size. So why is it any different if you are uh, kicking in front of people or not? I, I understood what he was getting at. He was saying you got to focus, you got to block out the crowd, all that stuff. But if you're having issues kicking in front of your teammates on Dornblazer Field, it doesn't bode well to transition to be, uh, you know, a viable option for you when you get in front of a bunch of people. So I do think Montana was staring some kicker issues in the face. Well, maybe they remedied them uh, earlier this week. Kevin Macias, who's a transfer from Arizona State, uh, we teased this here on Nuanas Now earlier this week. 
that we were hearing a potential Power 5, uh, a potential Pac-12 transfer would join Montana. Well, he did, uh, so that's in the fold. So the Grizz got a new kicker, one with a little bit more experience. He's never kicked a field goal during a Division One game, but he did get some reps at punter for Arizona State. So we'll see. We'll see how he fits in the competition. Uh, this is Bobby Houck's tactic, though. He gets you... He brings in a transfer to push the guys he already has in the program, and either the transfer is good enough to replace the guys he already has in the program that year, or he pushes the guys he already has in the program that year to be better. And uh, either way, the tactic seems to always work out. So um, Coach Alk is one of the most revered special teams minds in the in the country. Uh, he's coached special teams at a high level, Colorado, um, San Diego State. So uh, if he believes in this kicker's talent, I think that that would bode well um, for Montana. But I do think that that's an issue that they need to figure out, whether it's one of those young guys coming along or um, this transfer, Kevin Macias from Arizona State, being the real deal. Montana State, very interesting. That we, Unless Macias wins the job, we're going to have nothing but freshman kickers and punters at both schools in the state of Montana. Montana State also looking to replace a couple veterans. Jared Padmas was one of the most underrated players for the Bobcats during the Jeff Cho era. I wrote a story about their specialists uh, coming up leading into fall camp for SkylineSportsMT.com. And I, I said that, I basically stated that I thought Padmas was the unsung hero of the short era. I think Padmas won Montana State the football game in 2016 during the Cat Grizz game. He flipped the field at least four times. He was exceptional in that game. So replacing him, uh, actually an underrated task. I think it is an important one for Montana State coming into this year. But they do have an All-American. And Bryce Layton, Layton uh, comes to them out of Camas, Washington. was one of the powerhouses there uh, in western Washington. Layton was a... Under Armour, uh, U.S. Army Under Armour All-American. So uh, he comes with high accolades. He's definitely one of the more talented on paper specialists to ever come to MSU. The first Under Armour All-American to ever sign at Montana State. So uh, I think he'll be just fine as the punter, but who's going to be the kicker uh, for the Bobcats? That remains up in the air as well. They got a couple freshmen vying for that job as well. So no matter what, I think we're going to have at least four out of the six kickers and punters. Uh, excuse me. At least three out of the four uh, kickers and punters for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies this year. Uh, expecting them to be uh, young guys, expecting them to be freshmen. And uh, that's that's a precarious situation. I don't really know how that goes. I don't really know what I think of that. It's Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, broadcasting to you live from down in Missoula Sentinel. We're down here checking out the Spartan scrimmage. Uh, they're just breaking it down right now. So the action, it was it was good. Some points were scored. Our main guy, Rajim Seabrook, he called some touchdown plays. He's calling the plays for the freshman Sentinel team, or the Sentinel freshman team, excuse me. And uh, so he, he's basically been... Calling a touchdown, jogging over, giving us some insight. Calling a touchdown, jogging over, getting some insight. So this has been uh, a great display of multitasking by my go-to guy here on Fridays uh, on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Speaking of Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, uh, he will be one of the uh, featured guests for our big podcast series this fall. We are proud to reintroduce Grizz Greats. So Grizz Greats is the overarching umbrella of one of our favorite podcast series we do at ESPN Missoula. Our first mini-series, Grizz Greats, The Coaching Tree. 
a chronological remembrance and interview series featuring all the members of Judd Heathcote's legendary coaching tree at the University of Montana. From Jim Brandenburg to Mike Montgomery, Larry Kristoviak, Wayne Tinkle, Blaine Taylor, Don Holst, Robin Selvig, uh, all, all of the above. By the way, Wayne Tinkle going into the Grizz Hall of Fame. That was announced earlier today. Uh, but then, of course, Travis DeCure as well. Grizz Greats, the coaching tree. One of my favorite pieces of content we ever put together. So you can still find that on all your great podcast hosting apps. The second iteration, Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions commemorating the 25th anniversary of when Montana took home the Division I AA national championship for the first time. And this year, Grizz Greats, it will be the 20th anniversary of Montana's 2001 national championship. That's impactful for multiple reasons. One, it's the last national championship Montana won in football. When you talk about return to dominance, that's what they're trying to get back to. Back-to-back years in the national title game. In the national title game, four times in seven years between 1995 and 2001, and the two national titles. But I never thought I'd be sitting here in 2021 celebrating a 20th anniversary of that 01 team and having Montana had never won another national championship. They've been back to the national championship game three times, but the Grizz have not won one since then. So it is interesting, and we will get some insight from all of those members of that 2001 team, including probably Missoula Sentinel head football coach Dane Oliver. He's a wide receiver on that team. So look forward to that. We'll start rolling those out the second week of September. Uh, Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of Montana's 2001 National Championship team, was presented by First Security Bank uh, as well as Blackfoot Communications. So excited to have both those awesome supporters uh, on board with us here uh, at ESPN Missoula. I think Rajim is making his way back this way here. So here's what we're going to do. I still want to get some of his thoughts on the NFC East and uh, – what just was conducted there as well is is Sentinel remains do they are, do they remain a legitimate state championship contender? I think they do, and I know Regime does too. But I'll let him tell you why. Also get some thoughts on Zach Cruz, Missoula Sentinel senior who's committed to Montana, and got to jab him and jab him and uh, harass him a little bit about the NFC East, particularly his New York Giants, Andrew Houghton's Philadelphia Eagles, and. Uh, the teams that shall not be named, two of the most hated teams in the NFL, the Washington football team, as well as the Dallas Cowboys. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula and watching in maybe through the Northwest Motorsports Studio on SWX Montana Television. Taking home on a Friday, some NFL and some high school football with Rajim Seabrook on the other side. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. What up, Montana? Welcome back. 
Tuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You can't see me, it's because I'm looking at the base of Mount Sentinel. From the Missoula Sentinel practice fields. Fun watching the Spartan scrimmage. They wrapped up ball camp today, one week away from Missoula Sentinel. Opening their season, their Class AA state title defense against Billings West. The Bears of Billings West will come to Missoula next Friday night. Washington Grizzly Stadium under the lights. Should be a fun one. I'm jealous of these kids, man. I grew up in this great town and uh, always dreamed of playing under the lights at Washington Grizzly Stadium. I know a lot of great Grizz guys that never even got to play under the lights at Washington Grizz. So super cool for these kids, man. They're spoiled, but what a great experience. And uh, that should be a barn burner. That should be a fun one uh, next Friday night. By the way, if you can't see me on SWX because I'm down here, but also you can also see that action on SWX. So uh, still to be determined who's going to be on the call, but it should be a fun one next Friday night. So be sure to tune in if you want to watch Missoula Sentinel as they mount their defense. The first Missoula high school team to be the defending champions in Class AA football since 1994. It's a lifetime for a lot of people, so amazing that Missoula Sentinel will be the, uh, the defending champions, and we'll see how they do, but I think that uh, results, uh, or excuse me, the potential is there. The uh, the potential to repeat is definitely there. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Regime Seabrook has been in and out. I think he's taking care of some equipment stuff right now, so I don't know if he's going to be back around with us or not, but if he isn't, thanks so much for him for uh, giving us at least a little insight in what's going down across the uh, the world of Sentinel football, and uh, we'll continue to circle back around with him. This is his last day of fall camp, so he'll be back fully in the saddle next Friday, and we'll give you a bunch of NFL talk because I know he's really burning on that for sure. Miss anything in the show? I gave a little monologue about Sentinel and how they went from a team that was within the pages of Sports Illustrated as uh, one of the worst high school football and worst athletic departments in the United States of America at the prep level to a team now that is defending a state championship. How'd they do it? Now, there's a lot of factors, but I think Dane Oliver deserves a ton of credit. Dane Oliver, the head coach from Missoula Sentinel, uh, absolutely deserves a ton of credit. He was also the athletic director during the beginning part of this rise. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of belly aching that could be had. You could talk about open enrollment. Some of these guys maybe should be going to different schools in Missoula. There's been guys that have, that have transferred in, like Jackson Lee and Jace Kluswich, from uh, other areas around the city of Missoula. But don't get it twisted, people. I mean, I'm not advocating for recruiting at the high school level. I'm not. But if you think it's not happening or hasn't been happening forever, it has. Like my senior year of high school, Trevor Morris flipped from Sentinel to Hellgate. They won the Class AA state championship at Hellgate. They already had Charlie Cox and Jack McGillis, a pair of Division I players. I can't tell you how many guys that played for Great Falls CMR during their dominant run of both football and basketball championships that aren't from Great Falls. They're from Valier and Conrad and Shelby and Dutton and Power and all the Highline towns, even Haver sometimes, man. So I guess I get, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put the haters away. All I'm saying is that, I mean, I remember my, my high school quarterback, Tom Langan. He started his career at Sentinel. Then he came to, to Big Sky. It used to happen in Missoula all the time because both Missoula, uh, all three Missoula high schools, Big Sky, Hellgate, and Sentinel, they all had two freshman teams. And so then you get to sophomore football or JV football or varsity football even, and one of the two quarterbacks from the respective teams would beat out the other one. 
well, okay, I don't want to sit, so what am I going to do? So there was always quarterbacks that were transferring within Missoula. So all, all I'm saying is it's, it's not something new, and I don't think it needs to be part of the story. The fact of the matter is Sentinel has established a culture across this athletic department that is strong. Uh, expectation is strong. And winning is expected. So I think that's a great thing for the city of Missoula. Great thing for the Spartans, to be sure. So I gave you a little breakdown of all that, and I just kind of rehashed it there for you. But um, worth noting, because I think it is a good thing that's happening in Missoula. It's definitely helping out the youth of our community here uh, in the Garden City. So talked about that off the top. Also had some great commentary with Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, as well as ESPN Missoula correspondent. We talked about NFC East, specifically the Eagles and their fall from grace. And uh, also just broke down the rest of that division, the Giants, Rajim's Giants. We'll give Rajim a crack at the Giants here uh, sometime soon. And uh, also a little, a couple thoughts about the Cowboys and the Redskins. We also talked about the AFC East. Is the Patriots, uh, are the Patriots, excuse me, contenders or pretenders? The... Uh, we just got a text from our illustrious producer, Tommy Evans, in the back. By the way, Tommy, I know I can't hear you, but thanks for helping me make this happen today. But uh, the Paddleheads game tonight, Missoula Paddleheads, taking on uh, Boise. They are delayed till 7.30. So usually 7.05, first pitch at 7.30 now because of field conditions. If you didn't notice, uh, around 2.30, 3 o'clock today, <laughs> it was raining pretty freaking hard in the city of Missoula. So uh, that field has a hard time draining sometimes. So the Paddleheads game delayed till at least 7.30 tonight. So we will have the call for you. Jeff Safford on the call, voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. Uh, when that gets rolling, so we'll probably have a pregame about 7.15 and then first pitch 7.30 as of right now. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, if that changes, but thanks to Tommy for the great update. Um, regardless, I also finished up our number one, excuse me, uh, with the first 10 Montanans to get into Sports Illustrated. So that was a fun one, fun rehashing that uh, that history and learn a little bit uh, as well. And then our number two had our Treasure State Stars, talked some Missoula Sentinel football and athletic department, and uh, also highlighted some of the best cross-country runners from around the state of Montana. Cross-country season gets underway tomorrow, so we'll have results for you for that. Also debuting a new uh, running segment, the River City Runners. So we'll have... Uh, Interviews and commentary and updates twice a month here on Nuanas Now, highlighting some of the best runners, whether they're um, just in our communities, the weekend warriors, the, the adults that are competing still, or the collegians you know, from Montana, Montana State, and around the rest of the Treasure State at the college level, or some of the high school runners. We'll have all sorts of guests. It'll happen twice a month, so excited about that. We have all sorts of new stuff coming out, too. I got a bunch of segments coming for you that we're debuting. Once the calendar turns to September, we're just trying to get it all ironed out. Uh, so all of that will be really fun. But if you missed anything, that's a long-winded way of saying this, but if you missed anything in the show today, you can always find it on the podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Blackfoot Communications. couple minutes left here, and we actually have to get to what could be, if this matriculates the way I think it will, the biggest news of the day in the sporting world. Headlines flew about two minutes before I went on air about the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. They're calling it a quote-unquote alliance. 
What does that mean? Uh, the SEC's edition of both Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12, that sent shockwaves around the uh, sporting world and college football in general and sparked plenty of theories about what was going to come next. Full-blown realignment? Which teams and leagues could be poached? How would the moves impact the next round of media rights negotiations? The Texas OU additions undoubtedly strengthen the SEC and weaken the Big 12, but what does that do to the other three Power 5 leagues, and what do they do to respond? Well, it sounds like, and this is from The Athletic, uh, reporting uh, from August 13th, that the Pac-10, excuse me now, Pac-12, the Big 10, and the ACC have been discussing an alliance around key topics in the college football world. The long-lasting implications could be immense. The immediate concern appeared to be finding common ground in an emerging power battle between the SEC and everybody else. One AD, athletic director, speaking on uh, conditions of uh, being anonymous, this is about seeing if there's a philosophical alignment. At this point, there's no financial component. Another AD, no one is tearing up scheduling con- no one is tearing up, excuse me, scheduling contracts at this point. The 41 schools, this is 41 schools between the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC, and it includes Notre Dame because Notre Dame is in the ACC for all sports except famously operating as an independent in football. But the 41 schools in those three conferences do have some common traits, and they've partnered in the past for certain things. But a large-scale agreement, it just seems like it's not going to be a slam dunk. Michigan and Stanford could be in the same league, philosophically. But why would you want to be in the same league as Rutgers if you were Stanford? Why would you want to be in the same league as Clemson if you're UCLA? Why would you want to be the same league as Virginia Tech if you're USC? Like, what sort of nightmarish travel would we have if there really was ACC Pac-12 games? That's fine in the non-conference. You can't have that be part of your conference. Also, how do you have a 41-team league? There has to just be different sorts of alliances in terms of strength of sport, not a a full-fledged marriage because there's just no way that these leagues could come together like that. I just think it would be a logistical nightmare. I think it would cost way too much money financially, although at this exact moment there's so much money swirling around the sport. Maybe finances just is just not a part of it. But the NCAA, uh, their role is the governing body in questioning in the aftermath of the Supreme Court ruling. Uh, NCAA versus Alston, in which Brent Kavanaugh opened the door for antitrust litigation against the NCAA. There's at least a tacit understanding that the Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 need to find a common ground or cede significant political clout to the SEC as major issues, including playoff expansion, name, image, and likeness, and everything else in between. So this is uh, an amazing thing. Thing. Um, basically, the SEC is aligning so that they can pay p- players more money when it comes to the uh, the name, image, and likeness. And the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the ACC are starting to panic. They know they need to to, uh, to team up with each other, uh, so they're going to get less left in the dust. And uh, what happens if Clemson goes to the the SEC? I'm not sure. Uh, But that would be damning for the ACC, especially when it comes to football. So this is a story that continues to evolve. We'll continue to keep you up to date with it. And uh, we'll continue to give you all the best coverage when it comes to all things sports around the great state of Montana. Thanks once again to Tommy Evans in the back. 
This has been Nuanez Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. We'll be back on Monday, the Montana Football Hour, our last Montana Football Hour before the college football season begins. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today.